Yo, this is Teresa Weatherspoon, better known as Teaspoon, and you're watching Real Fans, Real Talk. Live from the camp. Uh-huh. This is Real Fans, Real Talk. Real Fans, Real Talk. We as real as you thought. Real Fans. What's going on, and welcome to another quarantine TV slash pre-birthday show for me, Trip Young. We got a whole lot of sports to get into. Team USA is back to kicking butt on both the ladies and the men's side. And the United States is dominating in the medal count, leading in golds and total medals. So you know I'm super excited about that. But let me introduce my brother, my co-host, legend in two games, Eric Sanchez. What's going on? What's really good, bro? You already know I'm super excited. We got a lot of things to get into. As you mentioned, men's and women's bringing home the gold in basketball as well as the country as a total, uh, winning the total medal and gold medal count. I know you had a side bet on that. I, you know, I, I don't want to put too much of your business, but I know you were keeping track of that from the very first Olympic event mm -hmm. all the way through. We got some baseball to get into. And football is officially back now, right? We had the Hall of Fame game. Football's back. Yes, sir. The, 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 the Cowgirls started off with a loss to the, to the Steelers. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, man. What can I Some say? Some things never change. Some <laughs> things never change. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, bro. But uh, let, let's let's start with the NBA. Uh, just because you know, uh, free agent frenzy is going on right now. So many moves, I can't even keep count of everything that's going on. We spoke about the big, big moves last week uh, with Russell Westbrook being traded to the Lakers. But since then, the Lakers have filled out their roster with a couple of guys that that, that look a little bit familiar. Some of them are former Lakers. You know, uh, some of them are, are NBA champions. But, uh, Eric, what do you think about the moves that the Lakers made to fill out the roster after adding Russell Westbrook? Overall, I like it. Um, as you and I spoke about last week, I wanted to see how the rest of the roster would be constructed before I critiqued it. Um, I wasn't a big fan of how Russ would fit with Braun and AD, but now they got shooters now. I'm really high on Malik Monk, and I think they got him at a really cheap price. Obviously, Melo, right? You bring in Melo, uh, you bring in Wayne Ellington, you bring in Trevor Ariza. All these guys are proven three-point shooters. They also brought in uh, Kendrick Nunn. I'm not sure how he's going to fit in, obviously, because most of the ball handling is going to be Russ and LeBron. But nonetheless, another guy who can shoot and, and become a threat on the outside. So I'm really interested to see how they put this team together in terms of lineups now. I think they have more than enough shooting. They were the favorites to come out of the West before all of these moves. Now they're the clear-cut favorite to come out of the West. Uh, health, obviously, is the number one concern. But the one thing I'm going to be paying attention to is how they play against some of these athletic teams. Because as Braun mentioned, you guys are making jokes about our age. Wait till you see us on the court. And he's right. We are talking about their age. They're proven. They're seasoned vets. I want to see how they look against some younger teams, but nonetheless, they are the favorites in the West. I like what they've done. Rob Palenka has done a good job putting this together. Yeah, and even even with that, here's the thing, right? You know, you, this is a, a really old team, right? Because you look at uh, Melo being what, 37, 38? 37. They're mature. They're mature. They're mature, we don't, want right? to offend, we don't want to offend anyone with ages. Oh, they're, excuse, they're me, mature. excuse me. They're, yes, they're seasoned and mature. They're mature. Um, but uh, so, yeah, you, you got Melo... At the at the at the peak of that, but then when you look at these guys, I mean Russell Westbrook is is I mean I guess he's older in NBA standards, but Russell Westbrook probably get up and down the court faster and more times than anybody in the NBA, and that's young, old, out out of the league, whatever. Like he's he's one of those high energy guys. Um, LeBron, although he picks his spots, he can still get up and down the court faster than the majority of the league as well. And then when you sprinkle in guys like your, your, your nuns, your, your your monks, you still got got uh, Tucker, who they were able to re-sign, which I, which I really love that because I think he's going to be a big piece if the Lakers are going to get back to the finals just because out of all of the guys that they brought in, he's been there for a couple of years now. He knows the system. And more importantly, he has an idea of what LeBron is going to need from him in order to be successful. And that's the, that's the key that we have to look at, um, you know, Westbrook is a superstar, Anthony Davis is a superstar, but LeBron is the guy, is the glue guy that's going to make everyone around them level up their game. So we, we got to see that. This is why I like what they did. I like the Wayne Ellington signing. They brought in shooters. Trevor Ariza, who's another 3 and D guy who has tons of playoff experience. He's an NBA champion. You bring back Dwight Howard, who was a big part of that push to get the Lakers to winning the NBA Finals in the bubble. Um, so you bring that back. 
I, I, re- I really like what the Lakers did. I have them as the favorites uh, going into into the, to, to win the West um, and represent the West in the finals. I think, you know, it's kind of a – for me, it's a 50-50 split right now as far as who's going to – who would win in the championship series with Brooklyn and with LA just because I feel like they're both – Two evenly stacked teams. They're two different kinds of teams, but they are both stacked with talent on top of talent on top of talent. Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of the, I think the East, there's there's not as big of a gap as there is in the West. I think the Lakers are clearly the best team in the West, and then it's just a pecking order from there. But if healthy, I don't think there's a team that can beat the Lakers out West. I think the East is a little more balanced, though Brooklyn is the favorites. But again, depending on the matchups in the series, things go differently. Um, but I, li- I like what the Lakers did, and, and that's a great point on, on Horton Tucker because Horton Tucker now is going to get the minutes that were going to Caruso and KCP. And so, you know, Caruso highly trusted on the defensive end. KCP was a big part of their championship, knocking down corner threes, you know, in, in a bubble. So now Horton Tucker, that's that role, as you mentioned. They're going to rely on him. He won't be one of their top three scorers, obviously, but he's going to be a guy that if, if he wants to be on the court in the last six to eight minutes of a game, He's got to show that, hey, you can trust me to not only knock down those threes, but also guard up on the other end. So that is a good point. That's somebody we definitely need to be keeping an eye on. And I and, and I, I think he will find himself in a lot of late-game situations because of that, because of his energy and his effort on both sides of the basketball. He's not afraid of the moment. He's shown that. Um, he's He made a lot of big shots, you know, the last, the last two seasons for them, so he's not afraid of the moment. I, I, I really love it. Uh, another move that I love, and I and I know you're probably excited about this one as well, because it didn't cost anywhere near as much as the contract that he had previously had uh, was valued at, and that's Kimball Walker, who, after being bought out by OKC, is making his way back to New York to play in the Mecca at Madison Square Garden. He is going to be teamed up with the Knicks All-Star from a year ago, Julius Randle, their young gunner, R.J. Barrett, newly acquired forward Evan Fournier um I, I love it <laughs> I, I love it for the Knicks um Kimball Walker is a great locker room guy he's a scorer um he's somebody that can run your offense for you as long as he's healthy and on the court and I think he's just what New York needs I, you know as much as I would have loved and I, we spoke about it Dame to to come to New York and in and, and that situation work out it would have taken the bulk of what you had just finished building up to get Damian Lillard to come to New York. So now you get Kimball Walker at pretty much a steal, who obviously he's not Damian Lillard. Nobody is, is trying to say that. But this is a, a guy that's coming off of only two years ago being All-NBA third team with, the, with, 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 uh, with Charlotte. So now you get him to go along with Randall and R.J. Barrett. That's a nice little big three. I you know I don't see them falling past where they were last year and uh, come playoff time with the addition of Kemba you bring back Rose I was watching a little bit of, of the summer league today it looks like Obi Toppin is is you know starting to develop a little bit which I I did want to wait and see just because he's a New York guy so I wanted him to 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 do well um, but I, I love the move for for New York oh absolutely I I was I was a little. Uh confused by some of the early moves the Knicks made because they immediately went out and, you know, they gave Burks a three-year deal. They gave Noel a three-year deal. They gave Rose a three-year deal. And I was kind of wondering, like, all right, are we trying to run it back with the same squad? Like, what are we doing here? But bringing in Evan Fournier, bringing in Kemba Walker, now it all makes sense because now the Knicks have depth that they didn't have in the past. I think Kemba's going to be great here. Um, And when I say great, I don't mean Kemba from his Charlotte days because we know he's dealt with some injuries. But I just think what he's going to be able to bring to the team, he's a great leader, great locker room guy. But the biggest impact that he makes on the Knicks is now he's another guy who can create his own shot. The reason the Knicks really struggled against the Hawks last year was everything was reliant on either Randall or Derrick Rose to do it. Obviously, Derrick Rose is not the Derrick, his MVP, Derrick Rose. Yeah. So he can only give you that in spurts. Now you give another guy like Kemba and Evan Fournier could do it as well, who late in the shot clock, if you have Julius Randall doubled, Kemba could create now. Oh, by the way, Kemba also shoots 40% from three-point. So even as as a non-primary ball handler, he can knock down a three and be effective. I, I like the move. It, it all fits. It gels. Um, like you mentioned, you got some younger guys now who expected to take another step. R.J. Barrett looked really good from year one to year two. Mm-hmm. I've already seen footage of him working on his ball handling more and being a more off-the-ball uh, creator. 
I'm expecting him to make a little bit of a leap. And he shot the three ball really well last year. So I think that carries over now, again, with more spacing. And then ultimately, last year coming into the season, obviously no one saw the Knicks being a fourth seed. Even me as a diehard Knicks fan, that caught me by surprise. But to start the year, we went into last season with Alfred Payton, Dennis Smith Jr., and French Frank as our three guards. Who's finally gone, by the way. Frank is gone. He barely played in the Olympics, so that should let you know. He can't even he can't even crack the start of rotation for France. So that should already let you know everything you need to know about him. But in one year, Leon Rose has been able to not only develop and, and draft the young guys like Obi, but now your three best your three point guards would be Derek Rose, Kemba Walker, Emmanuel Quickly. So it's a massive upgrade there. I like the vets that we have in the front court. Nerlens Noel averaged three blocks a game for us last year. So I like bringing him back. $10 million a year is a little pricey, but it's really only a two-year deal because the third year is a team option, and the same thing with Alex Burke. So I think Leon Rose has done a phenomenal job. And as you mentioned, he didn't jump. He didn't go crazy and say, oh, hey, we were fourth, so now let's go and make the splashy move. He said, no, we're going to keep developing this. We're going to bring in the right kind of guys who can fit around our young guys, Evan Fournier, Kemba Walker, and then we'll keep growing that way. And I love the Julius Randle signing as well. I- I'm glad that we rewarded him. He had a great season for us. The city fell in love with him. And you take care of him now. You don't let this thing linger. Even with his new deal, he would be the 40th highest paid player in the NBA. You're talking about a guy who was second team all NBA and you're getting him pretty much on a discount. So I love what Leon Rose is doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I want I do want I want to commend R.J. Barrett also on for the improvements on defense which I, I do understand is a testament to Coach uh, Tom Thibodeau and his defensive uh, prowess, but he had uh, Randall and R.J. Barrett in the top five most of the uh, season uh, for, like, defensive uh, win shares. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he makes the next step defensively as well, you know, becoming into a, a top two-way player in this league. And, you know, R.J. was – you know, that's, that's my guy from Duke, so I really want to see him succeed and uh, do well. And I think the Knicks actually will do pretty well this season. I think they're going to come in uh, to, to this season with a lot of guys that get it now and see a, 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 a bigger picture and see that they can actually continue to improve. Obviously, they're not – I don't think they're ready for the Nets, Milwaukee, or, 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 or Philadelphia, but – from for a team that that most people didn't have making the playoffs last season to finish fourth, I feel like they're a solid top five team now in the Eastern Conference. Like I don't I don't think they they're, they're lower than fifth in the Eastern Conference. I actually want to put them at at fourth, but I I understand that Miami did get uh, Kyle Lowry, which was a big signing, and I think he's he's going to be huge for him being an NBA champion, veteran, All Star caliber player to go to that. Uh, Miami Heat team with Jimmy Butler, who also got his extension. Um, so, but I got them as a solid five in the Eastern Conference, which which again is huge for a team that last year we did not even have in the playoffs for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. The foundation has, has been set now in New York. Um, for the first time in a long time, they've taken a, the patient but right approach. Um, like I said, drafting well, not crazy spending, um, doing a smart thing. Like I said, getting Campbell on the cheap. They've got six first-round picks over the next four years, so they're still in position to keep building. And I agree with you. They're not the upper echelon team. They they can't hang with Brooklyn. And shout-out to Brooklyn, because I really like the Patty Mills signing for them as well. I think that's a, a, a phenomenal signing that a lot of people aren't paying attention to. Um, but, yeah, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Philly, we got to see what, what happens with Ben. And then I think that next tier of teams is where the Knicks land. Miami, Atlanta, New York, Boston. I think all of those teams are kind of similar. Um, so that's, that's their range. And like you said, they, they could be anywhere from a fourth seed to, you know, fifth or sixth seed, but it's, it's still a good building block. Um, in terms of the teams that are old, the Miami Heat are old. Now yeah. I'm still going to give them the benefit of the doubt because it's Jimmy Butler, it's Kyle Lowry, it's, it's Bam out of Bayou. And then, I mean, Duncan Robinson on any night could shoot you out of the gym, but they're, they're going to be a team I'm gonna keep an eye on because I, as much as people were talking about how old the Lakers are. I mean, you still can't bet against Braun and AD. And Jimmy has some miles on him. Kyle Lowry has some miles on him. It'll be interesting to see how those two guys, and and let's not forget, Jimmy missed significant time last year with injuries. So, you know, that one's going to be interesting to watch because both those guys are already into their mid-30s. 
and there's a lot of money poured into both those guys. Jimmy just got his new deal as well. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be paying attention to what Miami does. I think they're a good team on paper, but I want to see how they how they're able to gel um, once the season starts. Absolutely. Uh, now we got we got a few uh, extensions that uh, that that went through. Uh, we, we talked about Jimmy Butler. Steph Curry becomes the first player to have two two hundred million dollar contracts. Durant signs a four year extension with uh, with Brooklyn. Chris Paul returned to uh, to, to Phoenix. And I believe Kawhi is now, you know, ready to finally say he's going to come back to the to the Clippers and uh, and, and re up on on his deal as well. Um, and that's the other thing. Even you know, going back to the Knicks, there wasn't really any big splash free agency moves that they could have made just because this wasn't a big free agent class. Because even though I, those were top names that I just mentioned. They were all pretty much going to resign with the same team. They were just going to re up on uh, on on the check. That's all. So there wasn't really too many too many big splashes the Knicks could have made. They did pretty much what they could have done with what they uh what they had. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Chris Paul might have been the the biggest thing, but I don't. I wouldn't have felt comfortable going to that number that Phoenix went to for him. Exactly. Um, but you know, because we don't have that. Own. We don't have that team. If we if we had Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. And you resign and Chris Paul that number. Then it's like okay because we've gotten over the hump. We made it to the playoffs. We made it to an NBA Finals. And Chris Paul over the next three years with a Devin Booker who's ascending into superstar status and DeAndre Ayton who is one of the top bigs and will continue to get better as he goes into his fourth and fifth uh, years in the league. He's, you know he hasn't even reached his problem yet. And Chris Paul can actually help speed that process up. So for them, it makes sense. For the Knicks, not so much. Correct. And for Phoenix, as you said, the key was that they went to the finals. Um, you know, because they already had the building blocks with, yes. with Booker, Aiden, and, and Bridges. But when you go to the finals after so many years, and, and obviously so many years not even making the playoffs, it's kind of tough to tell Chris Paul, no, you're, you're kind of at his mercy yep. as to what he wants on a contract. And so, you know, they, they brought him back. They brought Cameron Payne back. Um, they, they're hoping to run it back with the same team. Like I said, from the outside looking in, I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understood why they had to do it. Listen, and, and as we saw last year, a lot of this thing is, it comes down to health anyway. So if if you can stay on the, on the court and you're the Phoenix Suns, and listen, you always got a chance to run it back if everybody else is knocked out because of injuries. So, you know, we, we, we got we to gotta wait and see. I'm still looking at the Lakers as the favorite, um, but we do have a, a, a new Players Association uh, president. Chris Paul is no longer the Presidente. It is now C.J. McCollum of the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, congratulations to him. Uh, he's one of those respected guys around the league. I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing uh, from C.J. and seeing seeing what kind of plans he has and how you know he plans to help the players moving forward. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see what he does moving forward. Um, you know, kudos to Chris Paul. He did a great job while he was there. Now with CJ Sermon. And as you said, well-respected around the league and in the locker rooms as well. So kudos to him for getting that new position. Absolutely. Uh, now, Team USA, uh, we was a little nervous. We still, we still thought they'd get the job done, but we were a little bit nervous with three losses in the same Olympics, which I don't even know if that has happened before <laughs> to the United States team. But uh, in the end, uh, Durant... And uh, NBA champion, newly newly crowned NBA champion, Drew Holiday, who, who played some very big minutes for Team USA after coming off of playing in the NBA Finals. Uh, Jason Tatum had a great Olympic series. Dame, um, so just so many guys that that contributed. But Team USA did get the job done on the men's side and on the women's side. They they smoked everything moving. Uh, they still have a streak dating back to 1992 of consecutive wins, which is looking like it's probably not going to get snapped anytime soon. Um, just because with the uh, with the with the men, one of the things that we notice on the men's side is we don't always get the top guys playing in the Olympics. You know, especially as guys start to get older. So as you see this year, and and injuries and stuff, no Kawhi. No LeBron, no AD, no Steph, no Clay. None of these guys playing. Whereas with the with the women's team, you pretty much are seeing the best in the WNBA every Olympics going to to play and represent the United States in the Olympics, and and that's why they're winning because they have 
It's Breonna Taylor, Brittany Griner, uh, Sagala Diggins, you know, all of the top players in the WNBA. They're going. Um, and I get it's a little bit different just because, you know, on the women's side, it's kind of like they 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 can't take that, be like, oh, we're not going to do it because they all that exposure helps them. With guys in the NBA, it's like, all right, well, we're still going to win anyway, so whatever, let's just, <laughs> we can take off, it don't matter. Yeah, you're right. I mean, some of the some of the big fish uh, tend to take the summers off, especially after deep playoff runs. Um, so that's why I commend uh, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Devin Booker for still participating because they went straight from the finals over there. Mm-hmm. But as you mentioned, the, the women continue to dominate. Um, kudos to Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird. They're the only basketball players that have five gold medals, which is just ridiculous when you think about it. Um, but I guess it's fitting it when you look back at that picture of Diana Taurasi holding a ball in the air, mm-hmm. kind of laughing at the defender. Um, the, the women, the women were just amazing. Uh, the men's team, I think battled some adversity and battled some doubt. We even talked about it. Like, you know, it ain't looking good, but they figured it out. They got it done. Uh, KD started to play like a star, you know, uh, Dame started hitting some big shots. I thought Zach Levine looked really well in these, uh, Olympics as well. He kind of took that next step in his development and, Um, One of the things I know we've argued about it, but I think the argument is done. People who question if Draymond Green is going to be a Hall of Famer, you can stop because he is only he's one of five players to not only win three NBA championships, but have two gold medals. The other four guys on that list are first ballot Hall of Fame. I'm not saying Draymond's a first ballot, but he's going to be in the other four guys on that list. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan. Draymond's on that exclusive list. Three titles two gold medals, not to mention his defensive player of the year. Draymond's a Hall of Fame at this point. Yeah, I mean, you you, got to put some respect on that man's name. You got to do it because, like you said, his resume speaks for itself. Um, Individually, wherever we rank him amongst players, that's that's a conversation for another day. But if we're looking at his resume, you can't deny three championships, the, the, the gold medals, and defensive player of the year. You know, you gotta you gotta give him his just due. So and shout yeah, out he goes in. And and for the people who are gonna try to say because there are gonna be some people who are gonna try to say, Oh, what well, a gold medal situation waters it down or being on a Warriors team, it don't matter. He was an impact player on those teams. Yeah. And they're they're players in the Hall of Fame who don't have the resume that Draymond has. Yeah. So I think I, I think Draymond closed the book on that one too. Draymond, uh James Worthy was the third best player on the Lakers when it was Magic, Kareem, and, and Worthy, and that was their big three. All right? I mean, Christian Leitner made the Basketball Hall of Fame just for being a part of the Dream Team. Exactly. So, so when you talk about multiple rings, Olympic gold medals, Defensive Player of the Year awards, all-star appearances, it, it, you know, it, it, it goes without saying, man. Dray, Draymond is, he's, he's a legit Hall of Famer, first ballot, you maybe because you know there's not as many individual accolades as you would like to push him over the top for first ballot, and again he was the third best player on those championship teams. So maybe he doesn't get first ballot, but he's definitely has the resume to be a Hall of Famer. And I'm sure once he retires, he'll be getting that call a couple of years later, and to 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 get into the Hall of Fame. Um, also, shout out to you mentioned him earlier, Patty Mills. Uh, 42 points in the medal game. Got got Australia their first uh, Olympic uh, gold, uh, Olympic medal. Excuse me, not gold, but Olympic medal. They they knocked off uh, Luca, but um, I'm pretty sure Luca's gonna be okay because the word is uh, that uh, Jason Kidd and Mark Cuban are flying the Brinks trunk <laughs> overseas to give that man his 200 plus million dollar extension. Which he most certainly deserves. Yeah, they're not backing up the truck. They're actually flying the jet <laughs> straight to him. It ain't nothing but cash in the jet. Just that's what you know is real. Cash. Yeah, that's all, all your cash is, is there. Absolutely, absolutely. So listen, hey, it didn't work out as far as the medal goes, but you still got the paper. You can buy you can buy medals with that two hundred million. <laughs> Who needs medals? <laughs> exactly. When you got two hundred million in the bank, who who needs medals? Uh, I spoke a little bit about the the NBA Summer League uh, earlier. Ob Toppin, they uh, the Knicks played the uh, the Toronto Raptors, uh, so we got to see a couple of the the, the young guys playing. Right now, it's actually uh, Cavs and uh, Houston on Evan Mobley is uh, playing right now. The, the the big man who was who uh, was drafted by Cleveland, uh, Jalen Green. 
So I'm 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 looking forward to, to seeing the rest of this uh, summer league. Uh, Leangelo, he came in. They, they were showing they showed the highlights. He, as soon as he came into the game, he knocked down a three. Everybody was cheering for him. So maybe this is the the year where he actually sticks around the league. His brother has a little has a little bit of pull with uh with, with with Charlotte. So we'll see how that how that thing goes. But if he continues to 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 do well, then I'm sure he'll 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 make a roster at least. If not the Charlotte roster, he'll he'll make a roster if he continues to excel in uh, the NBA Summer League. Yeah, um, as we talked about again on on Jello before as well, he's a scorer, you know. So if he comes in focused, he's gonna get an opportunity to make the team at least, you know. Again, the NBA loves guys who can score the basketball, so he yeah. can do that. And like you said, his, his brother has just a little bit of pull, um, you know. I, I when you're the face of the franchise, you kind of have a little bit of pull, so. He should be all right. He just got to stay focused. Exactly, and everybody everybody loves a scorer. That's why Jamal Crawford still gets calls <laughs> to, to this day. He's still getting calls. That's why Lou Williams just got an- another five million dollars uh, to re up with Atlanta <laughs> because everyone loves a scorer. Obviously, we 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 want defensive players as well. But if you can put up buckets, you will link. You can also linger around the league. Uh, uh, Trey Burke, scorer. He 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 managed to to rejuvenate his career with the Knicks and then got another deal in uh in in Dallas because he was able to score. So if you can score, put up points, you know you might be able to find yourself on the roster. You gotta be you gotta be good at something though. Can't be bad at everything. But if you right. if you can either if you're an elite defender and you ain't got no offensive game, somebody will keep you around. But the same thing if you can score that basketball, if you can knock down the three, you will get opportunities. So we'll see how things go after the summer league is over. I wouldn't mind seeing all three ball brothers in the league, though. I, you know, I, as, as as crazy as it sounds, he, I mean, even and he did it to himself. He did have a little little, little rough stretch, uh, you know, with the whole situation over there in China. But you know, listen, man, he was out. He who was without sin cast the first stone. So you know what I mean. So get out, get that brother a second chance. He 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 paid he paid the time. He did the time for the crime, and you know he's back trying to trying to reinvent himself in the league. I'm all for it, you know. We got to give brothers a chance to, to 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 continue and to progress and move forward. We can't just say, "Oh, do better, do better, do better." And when a person's trying to do better, we don't give them the opportunity to do better. So, you're one thousand percent correct, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, lastly, before we jump over to the NFL, uh, a bit of a sad story from this past season with Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, after signing with the Nets, I mean, he might have only been there for maybe a week or two. And um, he had to retire, had a condition with his heart, so he had to, he wound up having to retire. But he is actually now uh, talking about a possible comeback to the league. Um, so I don't know. Sometimes you know, a t- little bit of time off can actually help, uh, both mentally and physically. And maybe you know now he's at a point where you know he's spoken to doctors. They're saying he can play again, and he wants to go back. And I completely support that. Yeah, uh, it was unfortunate that it ended the way it did because obviously he was going to Brooklyn for the opportunity to play for a championship. Um, but I, I'm glad to hear that physically he's doing well and at least he can have the conversation of progressing towards trying to get back into the league and possibly come back to Brooklyn. So I, I hope it all goes well for him. Uh, decorated NBA career, like we said, very solid guy. Missed his opportunities because just as he left uh, Portland, Dame was becoming a star. He gets to San Antonio and then Kawhi leaves. So he, he never got that opportunity to play with mm-hmm. that elite perimeter guy. Hopefully he can go to Brooklyn. And listen, we saw how good Blake looked with that Brooklyn team. It, yeah. it rejuvenated Blake Griffin. So maybe it can do the same for him. And Patty Mills, a former teammate. Maybe they go there together and they help the Nets um, get over the hump, you know, because the Nets were a little thin come playoff time. Yeah. And, and hey, if, you know, because again, LaMarcus Aldridge is not – he didn't have a regular basketball injury. So had he not had been forced into retirement, he'd be there for that uh, Milwaukee series. So just having him there honestly changes that, that series as well, because he is somebody who's who's a a solid all-star caliber player that you're going to have in the lineup to go along with Kevin Durant. Harden was a little bit banged up towards the end of the series, but 
he was still in there, but you also have LaMarcus Aldridge in there, who is somebody that you have to guard in the offensive end, who can also play some defense, who's six foot eleven, uh, you know, can can step out and hit hit a three pointer if need be. Can he has a mid range game? He can post up. He does a lot of different things, and he's somebody that you'd have to guard. Um, so you know, who knows how that series turns out if LaMarcus Aldridge is there? Listen, man. Yeah, I, he's a, like you said, he's another threat. He, you yeah. know, he's another guy who can give KD a couple possessions all because you can just throw it down to, to LaMarcus and say, you know, get, go get us a bucket. So he, he definitely could have helped and he, he can help if yes. he comes back. So I, listen, I hope he does, man, because that's, that's a tough one. Because again, we're talking about something that's not a basketball related injury. Obviously, you know, we saw this something similar with, uh, with Chris Bosh, uh, you know what I mean? Where this is, these are not basketball injuries that are taking guys out of the game. So I really would love for LaMarcus Aldridge to get another try at it. You know, maybe even come back and get a ring. You know, who knows? Um, but you know, shout out to Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, let's do, let's talk a little bit of NFL. Your guy, uh, your, your your team from the, from the Colts, uh, Leonard. We, we actually we spoke about him um, this past year because he had, was going through some stuff at was it, at, at what restaurant was that that he was at? Uh, he had an incident. At a incident. diner or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you know they call him the maniac because of his play on the field. He's been phenomenal for us. I'm biased because it's my team. He is the best middle linebacker in all of football. But listen, Devin White in Tampa is a beast. Fred Warner and, and San Fran is a beast as well. Just for my, for my opinion and for yeah. my team's money, Darius Leonard is, is the best. So kudos to him. He got a new deal. Um, and and it's a foundational piece. Highest, he is now the highest paid inside linebacker ever. And uh, listen. Like you said, Eric, he deserves it. I mean, whether or not you have him as one and Devin uh, White as two or vice versa or 1A, 1B, and 1C uh, with, with, with Parker, um, he deserves it. He deserves his money. He got it. Uh, I, listen, do the right thing with it. <laughs> that, that's it. Make, make sure make sure you, you take care of your family and you got them set up to, to, to have generational wealth. That's, that's all I can say because that's a big payday and it's well-deserved. Oh, absolutely. And I and I, I truly, uh, you know, I, I respect Darius Leonard as who he is as a man, as we've talked about before. We talked about his story and the situation he had. Um, you know, he lost he lost his brother when he was younger. I follow him on social media. You know, he's a big family man. Even today, as he went to go sign the contract, you know, he had his daughters with him and his wife with him. So kudos to him as well deserved. He was a, for the kids. This is a story of what perseverance could do for you. He went to a small college. He was drafted in the second round. There were people who said he was the worst pick in the draft. And from the first day he stepped on the field, he has averaged over 110 tackles every season for the Colts. He worked his way into this contract. They didn't hand him anything. He wasn't some highly touted first round pick that they had to give the money to. Like I said, he was a second round pick that earned everything he is getting. So congratulations to him and his family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, with the good, Eric, sometimes comes the bad. And uh, you guys lose your starting quarterback, Carson Wentz, for anywhere from five to 12 weeks to possibly a season, just depending on how long it takes him to recover from this uh, this foot injury. Um, it's a tough one because I actually did want to see what Carson Wentz could do in a new system with a team that has a really good offensive line, with a team that has a good young running game, that has a couple of wide receiver threats. Um, but we won't get to see that at least, you know, until the second half of of this season. But what do what do the Colts do? Or what what would you like for them as the as the Colts fan on the show, what would you like them to do at quarterback until Carson Wentz can return? Well, since Aaron Rodgers is no longer on the market, we'll start there. Uh, <laughs> nah, but um, in all seriousness, I, seriousness, I don't, uh, I don't know. I think, I think we're cursed at quarterback ever since uh, the way we had to part ways with Peyton Manning. And shout out to Peyton as he went into the hall this weekend. Him and Edwin James, um, two of the reasons why I started rooting for the Colts, no less. But um, ever since you know he had his neck injury and we had to make a tough choice to move on. I mean, we get Andrew Luck, and then Andrew Luck gets hurt, and then he retires abruptly. We're going to be starting our fifth different starting quarterback on opening day over the last five years, which is just unheard of. And when you look at this team talent-wise, as you mentioned, they were top five defensively and offensively last year. They have the best-ranked 
offensive line for like the past three years. They've got a stud at running back in Jonathan Taylor. They got a, a quality vet like T.Y. Hilton at receiver, and you just can't get the quarterback position right. It's so late in the game, we're not going to get a, a major quarterback in. It's going to have to be somebody's backup that we trust. The only two backups that we would trust, to be honest, at this point would be either Jacoby Brissett, because he had been in our system for three years, and he signed a one-year deal with Miami. Maybe we can trade for him. Or, and, and the most ironic situation of all, Nick Foles, because Nick Foles knows this offense better than anyone. He won a Super Bowl in this offense. Um, obviously, he's not pl- part of you know the long-term plans in Chicago because he's the third-string quarterback right now, and he probably would be the cheapest available quarterback to get. It may only take a fifth-round or a sixth-round pick to just get him. Now, I don't know if he has anything left, but – what are the odds that Carson Wentz leaves Philadelphia because he can't get out of the shadow of Nick Foles to come to Indianapolis, like you said, where it's supposed to be the ideal situation for a young quarterback who's trying to rehabilitate his image in a league, only to get hurt and then see the team trade for Nick Foles? It'll be like when that Stone Cold music used to come on in, in WWE, like when, yeah. you know what I'm saying, that everybody yeah. would panic. It yeah. would be like that. And it's, it's crazy when you think about it because – there's there's a, a great chance, you know, that Nick Foles could go there and do well. And then do you say, all right, let's cause because they have such a good team. Because remember, we were talking about uh two years ago before um oh my goodness, before before Luck retired. Before Andrew Luck retired, we were talking about them being Super Bowl contenders, right? This is not a team that's too far removed from that as far as the the rest of the of the roster. If anything, they've improved a little bit in certain yeah, I mean, in the, certain areas. The, yeah, the, I mean, remember this is a team who won eleven games with Philip Rivers last year. Yeah, so like, if, if 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 let's just say Wentz comes back week eight and he's ready to go, and the Colts are six and two, are you going to bench Nick Foles to bring Carson Wentz right back in after that? You can't. Like, you can't. how how could you? Yeah, the chemistry would be too crazy in the locker room. And, you know, that's why Nick Foles was able to win over the locker room in Philadelphia because he came in and just did his job. Yes. And the the team rallied around him. They believed in him enough to propel them to win a Super Bowl. And and you're absolutely right. Even if even if they were, let's say if they were five and three through the first half of the season, right? Are you gonna run the risk of ruining chemistry already developed in the locker room? And, and no knock to Carson Wentz, but again, you were a guy that wasn't on the field with us. Yeah. How, how are we, how we going to turn our back on a guy who's been here for eight games and has been grinding with us to get to this point to just hand you the keys? Because then what happens the first time Carson Wentz has a bad game? Everybody starts looking at Nick Foles like, get ready. Get ready to get back in there. You know what I'm saying? So and they're going to look at management a, like, why'd you take him out in the first place? Right. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a very tough situation for Nick Foles. As a Colt fan, it's a tough situation for us as well because, again, I think we want to be sensitive to Carson Wentz. We brought him in with the anticipation of him being our starting quarterback for at least two years and then see where it goes from there. And the pressure is going to mount to go get Nick Foles or Jacoby Brissett again because both those guys know this system. But ultimately, where does that leave Nick Foles? I mean, uh, where does that leave Carson Wentz if they make that move? Yeah, it's it's, it's a tough pill to swallow because – we we've seen this story play out before, as you mentioned. Like you know, could you imagine? Not that I, not that I think the Colts are a Super Bowl like a legit Super Bowl contender. Like I think they could win it all. But there's always a chance that you could go, that you know go on that run because they do have that caliber team. And again, when we're talking about one and done, you know, we we don't always see the best teams move forward in the NFL because it's only a one and done. And sometimes you have a bad game from a key position and you, you know, you, you lose, you lose a tough one and they ain't no more. They ain't no tomorrow. There's no best out of nothing. It's you win or you go home. So if there's a situation like that and these guys are winning football games, it's going to be tough to justify popping Carson Wentz back in. We're not talking about Aaron Rodgers or Brady or Mahomes or one of these guys. We're talking about Carson Wentz, who has an injury, a, a huge injury history, and outside of, you know, that Super Bowl run that the Eagles went on, where he 
probably gets MVP if he doesn't get hurt and miss those last couple of games. We haven't really seen much from Carson Wentz. <laughs> Excuse me. So you're not like there's, there's no way to really justify if the Colts are winning, you bringing Carson Wentz back into into the fold. So it's going to be a tough one, but we got to figure out. They as of now, the Colts haven't made any moves at quarterback, so we'll have to wait and see. But those are the options that they have um, as as far as quarterback goes, and it's, it's going to be a tough decision either way. I want to see how things uh how things pan out, but who knows? Um, contract scenarios coming up, extensions being signed in football as well. Uh, Buffalo. Uh, Josh Allen, he, he he got the big payday. I'm sure he wanted his family wanted for him, his friends wanted for him. 150 million dollars guaranteed. That's big money. That's 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 life changing money. Congratulations to that young man. I applaud you, you young brother, for for getting that check in and making them pay um, by by showing off the gift that God gave you and playing it to the highest level. It is well deserved. Now you got to win, though. Oh, yeah. The pressure to win, the expectation has been um, heightened now because, you know, they won 13 games last year. They went to the AFC Championship game. Um, He's improved every year, so it's well-deserved. Again, he's one of the guys that's truly worked on his craft to get better. We've seen it year after year after year. Um, Just make sure you take Stephon Diggs out to a nice dinner because Stephon Diggs came over and helped elevate you to an MVP caliber quarterback. So, you know, take take care of your old linemen, take care of your wide receivers, you know, show show them some gratitude and um keep keep working, man. They, they're gonna be a tough team. They they're a young, exciting team with him and Diggs. They they got that combination now. And again, now they they're no longer catching anyone by surprise. No one is gonna expect anything less than quality football and possibly deep playoff runs from Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely, absolutely. Um Still has got to get their act together, though, because they have one of the best defensive players in football in T.J. Watt right now, who is unhappy. He he is currently not doing anything <laughs> team-related until he gets the check cut. Uh, he's, he's one of those guys. He's a defensive player of the year candidate. Uh, he's been that for the past couple of years. His contract is up. He, you know, he's off that, off that rookie deal now. Uh, when I in my other fantasy football league where where they have defensive positions, he's somebody that I've had on on my team for like the past two three seasons. I always try to get him because he's a stat sheet filler. Um, you, you mentioned uh, Leonard with the tackles; he's a tackling machine as well. He can get to the quarterback. He can do so many different things for that defense, and they better come up with that money to pay him because you don't want a guy like that walking away in in, in free agency. Yeah, they definitely got to figure that out. Um, he is a cornerstone of that defense. Uh, they let Bud Dupree walk, who was the other premier outside linebacker on this team. You're not letting TJ walk. We know that, but you got to figure it out. They they got some questions. They got some questions to answer there because the last few years, they, they've been a little cheap. You know, um, remember, they moved on from Antonio. They didn't want to give him the extension. They didn't want to give Juju an extension. They, they let that play out in free agency. Uh, I believe Minka is going to be up soon, too. So they, they got some questions they need to answer there, and they still haven't figured out what the long-term solution at quarterback is. Because I, I heard a reporter even ask Ben, you know, would he even consider a trade out of Pittsburgh if it, if it no longer works? And he goes, no, I plan on retiring here. And the way he played last year, he might be retiring sooner than we think. So they they, they got a lot of questions, but first and foremost, make sure you take care of TJ. No, that's 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 an absolute fact. Uh He, he is the heart and soul of that defense, so you better pay that man his money. Uh, listen. Do what you did for the uh for for this for that for that gentleman that uh just uh accepted his ex- entrance into the Hall of Fame, Troy Polamalu. Pay that man his money, and he can be another guy to throw on a jacket at the end of his career because he's of that caliber of player. So get that man his money, and um while I while I make that transition into the Hall of Fame, congratulations to the the the, the guys that were enshrined today. Put those uh, golden jackets on. Uh, you mentioned two of them with uh, Edron James and Peyton Manning. Uh, Troy Palomalu was was also on that list, as was Jimmy Johnson, who was a, a, a Super Bowl uh, championship coach. 
with the Dallas Cowboys with uh, Emmitt and the, was that I believe that was the Cocaine Cowboy years uh, that that Jimmy Johnson was at the helm. <laughs> he was at the helm for that. That was that was Jimmy uh, Jimmy Jackson's run. But we had we had the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, I, I watched I watched a little bit of Edwin James' speech and I really loved it because. He's a guy who did it his way. And a lot of times, you know, especially like some for somebody who when I was younger had braids and had to deal with people talking about, oh, you shouldn't have your hair braided because you might not get this job and this and that and and this, you know, I I I completely can understand Edwin James and I'm happy that he did it his way. You know, there was a people always had something to say about him having dreads, but I, I love what he said in that Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> There's going to be a statue up there with dreads on it. He said, I went from having gold teeth to having a gold jacket, and he earned every inch of thread on that jacket um, with, with a Hall of Fame career, led the league in rushing his first year. <laughs> Who does that? He was phenomenal. Who does he, that? People ask me all the time, being from New York, how did I become a Colts fan? And I give him three names all the time. Edron James, Reggie Wayne, Peyton Manning. I was big on college football. I loved the University of Miami because I had an older cousin who loved that school. And I used to watch Edron James and Reggie Wayne go to work. And I, I fell in love with the team. And once some dudes started trickling over, and obviously Peyton had the pedigree, but when the Colts kept getting those guys, and I'm like, yo, I, I like this team, man. And I wish, I really wish, and I've heard Edge say it too, I wish he wouldn't have left in free agency when he did. The Colts end up winning the Super Bowl the very next season after he left to Arizona. They were close, man. And I wish he could have stayed to win that because they had built up such a, a unique group of talent with obviously Wayne, James. They had Marvin Harrison, um, you know, uh, Dwight Freeney on defense. I wish he could have stuck around and, and won that because that's the only thing missing from his resume. I think he was yeah. I think he's top five in terms of fastest to 10,000 yards. And for the for the people that might have been a little too young or don't remember his game, he was probably a more physical version of Le'Veon Bell before Le'Veon Bell in terms of being able to catch the ball, run the ball. Like you said, first year in the league, he led the league in rushing. Him, him, Peyton, and Marvin Harrison were always known as the triplets. So yes. that's the only thing I wish he could have just stuck around at least one more season and won that Super Bowl with the Colts. Yeah, and uh, Troy Polamalu, who you know, and and, and 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 you know, even even like with, with the guys that. I don't rock with because they're on on opposing teams. I still give them their respect. I've you know as much as you know. You know rest in peace, Kobe. I, I joke on the show. I've always given him his respect as one of the all time great players. Same thing with Troy Polamalu. Even though he's number two, he's the number two safety all time to my main man Ed Reed. But, I, I was gonna ask you. I was gonna ask you who you know because that's on, a rivalry. <laughs> yes, you know you know who I was gonna say on that one. So Ed, Ed Reed is the number one guy. Uh, but uh, Troy Polamalu is one of the greatest safeties of all time, and um, it, it almost sucked that he was going to have to miss his Hall of Fame enshrinement because of COVID. And uh, he actually was cleared to go, and uh, he he made it. He he made his speech, and I'm happy. I'm I'm very happy for him because he is a guy who, although you hate that team, you respect those those guys because they are the best at what they do. So shout out to Troy Polamalu, uh, Sean Hutchinson, who was the uh, offensive, uh, excuse me, Steve Hutchinson, who was the offensive lineman. He played for the uh, the Seahawks um, for the for the bulk of his career. Was on in, in that in that class as well. Uh, congratulations to him. Um, I, I just I just uh, I, I love it, man. I love it. Congratulations to everybody that that made it into the Hall of Fame class this uh, this year. Well, technically this is the twenty uh, twenty class. But congratulations to all of those guys. Absolutely. Well-deserved and a great class going in. Yeah. We got, um while, while we're on the NFL, Eric, and this is, I know this is, this is a, a big thing for you as well. Uh, the new Madden will be out in, in uh, 12 days. Um, I went down, I went down today and uh, put my, uh, and got the, uh, the, the, the pre-order. I went down today and put put a little five on the pre order. I was I stopped by GameStop. I had to do it. I was like, you know, what, let me get that. And I put ten dollars on the new two K because I had to get the get the hundred dollar one. <laughs> I need Ain't my PC. With that. I need my Ain't PC. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, those are two favorite games here on the show. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? So the the, the countdown has officially begun. Um, you know, 
and, and I'm looking forward to seeing what both them games got coming out. I mean, it's you, you got the five, so you, you, oh, you lit. fancy right now. It's lit, it's lit. You know what's crazy, bro? Like, uh, since one thing that, like that always made Madden close to my heart was that. I never had to pay for it growing up because it was always released in August. So I always made somebody get it for me as a birthday gift. So even this year, I got my pops to get it for me as a birthday gift. I told him, and I was like, yeah, man, it's a, it's, it's a 76 right now. He's like, what? I was like, yo, man, the, the price of the hog done went up, man. <laughs> it's the, the PS5 prices, yo. <laughs> but I was able to still still get it, so I, I got to pick it up on the, on the, uh, on the 20th. But uh, I'm looking forward to the new Madden uh, uh, dropping. Cause you know, bro, I don't know. I, I get into spurts where it's like, all right, I want to go on a Madden run for a couple of weeks, then I switch. I want to go on a two K run for a couple of weeks, and I'll just be going back and forth. But for the next uh, two and a half months until two K official, well, I'm only gonna have a month technically. Two K two K drops on the twenty sixth of September, so I'm gonna get a solid month in with Madden before two K comes out. You know what it is with with the Madden man. I realized when I was young is that. It's the excitement of the upcoming football season that draws you in and want to play. Yes. Because especially when we were younger, now it's different. Like, you know, people go online and they update the rosters. But back in the day, yeah. remember when you couldn't change the roster. So, you you know, if you whatever team you play with, you want to see the new rookies. You want to see the new yeah. guys they got. And then you're already excited. Like, oh, man, football is about to start, too. So in the same way, it's kind of like with, with 2K as well. Like you said, they, they drop it about a month before the season starts. Mm-hmm. So, you, of course... We got to throw the 2K in now because we, we want to see what K Cunningham looked like in the game. We, we want to know what these guys look like. So it's always that excitement of the upcoming season, you know, followed up with the game. Exactly, exactly. Uh, congrats to uh, RG3. He is not going to be on the field anymore, but uh, he will be uh, in the booth uh, announcing for ESPN as their newest analyst for college football. Um, I love the fact that he was, he was able to transition um, from playing to being an analyst and continue to get a bad come in. Obviously, you know, we know the injuries struck RG3 hard, and he was really never able to bounce back after getting hurt in that playoff game uh, against uh, against uh, Washington uh, when he got when he got hurt. He, he was never with, with, and, Washington, and with Washington against, against Seattle. Seattle, yeah. Against Seattle, yeah. Yeah, and he never really was able to get back to that form. Um, he, he hung around in the league a few years. He, he 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 signed with the Ravens a couple of times, but you know ultimately he, he just wanted calling it quits. But anytime you could transition and get a get a check, leaving your previous job and right away you just jump into a new check, that's always a beautiful thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you had a great um, college career, obviously Heisman winner, and you know that's one of the things ESPN does do well. They they normally like to bring back former players. Or in some capacity. So kudos to him for transitioning and, and finding his next passion now. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh fantasy football. It is among us. Uh the draft is going to be next month, the Tuesday before uh opening Thursday. We do have one slot left available. Um so if you guys do Want to sign up for the Real Fans Real Talk Fantasy Football League? Uh, there was one roster spot that's open. I had to. We, we sent we sent an invite out to Nesta, so he's already in. Nesta's been calling me out ever since he saw the trophy from last he's year. He's been talking crazy. He has been talking crazy, so I, I made sure that he got the invite, so he's officially in uh, the Fantasy Football League this year. But again, we have one spot left. So if you would like to be a part of uh, Real Fans Real Talk Fantasy Football this year. All you have to do is DM at Real Fan Talk, or you can send us a fan mail, fan mail at realfansrealtalk.com, and um and just send your info. I'll send you the link uh, to to sign up for the for the football league, and we're gonna rock out like we've been doing for geez, how many years have we been doing fantasy football now? Maybe like six or seven years. And so, just so we're clear, because the season starts on the 9th, we're doing a draft on Tuesday the 7th. Yes, at 7.30. I'm going to send out a message to the entire league. I just wanted to wait till we finalized the uh, the the teams before I sent out the, the draft, because we can't actually have the draft until we have an even number of teams in it. So once we fill out that roster spot, I will send out a message to the league, and I'll also mention it here uh, when we record again 
for for real fans real talk. But yeah, there's one slot left, and all you got to do is hit us up on on Twitter. You can hit us on, on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash real fans real talk. Um, and just drop a message saying that you would like to be a part of the Real Fans Real Talk Fantasy uh, Football League. As you know, uh, the winner gets a guest host appearance on Real Fans Real Talk. Plus, as of last year, you get that trophy that's uh, it's actually sitting out there right now in my in my living room right now because I won that thing last year. And, and by the way, Eric, I need my appearance on Real Fans Real Talk since I won the whole thing. So let me know when I can come on the show to talk about fantasy football. We we'll have our people contact your people <laughs> to set up set up the date to have you come on. Okay. Actually, you know what? That might be an episode we put together. We're gonna have trips, fantasy football, insider tips. Whoa, whoa! We I'm might... not giving away my secrets. No, no, no! You don't have to give away your secrets. Oh. You you can give away like tidbits of like what okay, you okay. look for in players. Okay. And, and your draft strategy, things like that. I bet I'm, I'm with that. I'm. <laughs> I, it'll be it'll be like almost like a a, a Todd McShay type segment, mm. but it'll be real fans, real talk. Copy, 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 copy. Okay, I love it. I love it. Uh, you want to be known as? Uh, let's see. We could either call. We could start calling you Trip McShay or Trip Kuiper Junior. Trip McShay. I like Trip Trip McShay better. I think it, is, it right. flows a little bit smooth. So Trip McShay. I there like that go. one. Trip McShay. All right, All we, right. we'll go for that. That'll be for the fantasy episode. I bet. <laughs> All right, I'm with I'm with all of that. I'm, I'm definitely with all of that. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all y'all know how much I love fantasy football, and uh, last season was was my first fantasy football win. So I'm I'm, I'm enjoying the moment. Listen, obviously I want to get get hundreds more fantasy football trophies, but if I don't, I got that one. I'm in the Raptors. My jersey could be retired. I'm good. <laughs> Gotta love it, man. Gotta love it. Um, got to report a little bit of sad news though. Uh, in the football world, we we lost one of the great uh, coaches of all time, former Florida State coach Bobby Bowden. He dies at the age of ninety one. Uh, definitely want to send out our condolences to his family and and friends. A legendary coach. Um, had a an amazing career in in, in coaching college football. Um, the, the man's the man's done so much. Um, man, it's, it's 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 crazy. I feel like we we losing our legends like all the time. We we're losing more and more of our of our legendary sports figures. Um, but again, I want to send my condolences to the family and friends of, of Bobby Bowden. Absolutely. Uh, condolences to a legend in Bobby Bowden. Um, obviously turned Florida State into a powerhouse, legendary head coach <laughs> on all levels. And I, I want to give a shout out to my man Maul down in Florida. He sent me my, my Legends of Handout shirt. He's a big Florida State fan. Um, so I, I know they're feeling it down there as well. But definitely, oh, I condolences. Show, show him the shirt a little bit. Show him the shirt down there. So my, my Legends of Handout, John. I'm going to post the picture up. I, I don't want to, I, I can stand up real quick. But I, I'm, I'm going to post a picture of it for my mans and throw it up there. But like I said, I know he a, uh, he a big Florida State fan as well, so I know they're feeling it down there. Yeah, man. Um, and just 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 for, for, for you guys, uh, 377 and 129 with four ties was his overall head coaching record. He was 21-10-0 and in, uh, in bowl games, two-time national champion in 1993 and in 1999. 12-time ACC champion, uh, two-time ACC Atlantic Division champion. Um, you know, so just it, the resume speaks for itself. So, again, rest in peace to, to Bobby Bowden. You will be missed, sir. Truly missed. Yes, sir. With that being said, we're going to wrap it up with some with some baseball news. Um, which And two things. I told you I was going to do something on the show today. But before before I do that... We got to talk about the Yankees. I don't think any team is being hit as hard right now by COVID than the Yankees are. Um, it's it's getting out of control. We just we literally just uh, yesterday, excuse me, just today lost Anthony Rizzo, who we just got 
about, about a week. He hasn't been on the team for a week, and he's about to miss the next two to three weeks because of, of uh, COVID protocols. But uh, Aaron Judge uh, went out. Gary Sanchez is, is out went out with uh, with COVID. We are getting hit so hard. I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on within the Yankees organization that all of these guys keep getting hit with COVID. And it's like, yo, this is the absolute wrong time for guys to be going out of the lineup because the Yankees have been heating things up uh, over the past uh, two weeks, and to keep losing, uh, you know, our our stars is is it's crazy to me. Only thing I will say is that we're winning these games with a lot of our top guys being out, which I love. But now we're going to need guys to step up even more because we just lost another big bat. Yeah, um, the Yankees have been hot. They lost a, a tough one today. Uh, but again, they, they've had to reshuffle that lineup so many times now. Um, it, it, it is a testament to how talented they are that they've been able to overcome some of this and still win some ball games. And like you said, they were getting hot. You know, they, they started to heat up right before the trade deadline. They made the moves. They kept it going. But at some point, you got to have those guys in the lineup so that way you can really get on a on a good run heading into the playoffs. Yeah, like this. This like what else? What what else can you can you do, man? Like this. This again. This is not. This is not baseball <laughs> injuries. So there's nothing that you can do. You have to sit out for the COVID. Uh, the, the the COVID protocols for that amount of time. So there's really nothing that you can do but wait it out, and hopefully it's not too late. Again, they lost, like you said, they lost a tough one to Seattle today, but these are games that they're going to need if they're going to uh, sneak into that, 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 that last wild card spot. Um, you know what I mean? So hopefully guys can, can get healthy and start coming back sooner rather than later, and then – the guys that are are there um, can continue to hold down the, you know, to weather the storm until uh, in, in, until the, the rest of the guys get back into the lineup. Hopefully, yeah, got to wait and see, man. But they were getting hot. Absolutely, and I did tell you I was going to shout out your your, your your Mets this week. Um, I was hoping that they would be doing a little bit better as far as you know with the record this week as well, so I could give them that compliment. But I'm just going to say I'm shouting out the Mets today. Just because I appreciate the fact that they was they, they checked out the uh, the story on the gram with us talking about the Mets and the Yankees. So there, Eric, I said something positive. No, that's about fine. The Listen, Mets. man, we it, it's 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 been a tough week and a half, man. We we gotten really cold. The bats are just like super cold right now. Um, you know, obviously we're probably like another two weeks away from Lindor coming back. Degrom is probably gonna be out for a month, but we ultimately we got to figure it out, man. We got to figure it out. We're we're we just got swept in a very tough series against Philly. And now instead of being in first place, we're, we're two and a half games out of first. So we got to figure it out and we got to figure it out quick. Yeah, well, listen, I, Eric, I definitely kept my word. Um, <laughs> all right. I said, I was going to say something positive and, and, and I did if for your sake. I hope they do. Cause again, I'm all for a subway series, world series, you know, that like, Oh yeah. Since for we the can't city, play the we Red know Sox, what it means for the city. And, yeah. So since we can't play the Red Sox ever in the world series, I'm always for Yankees Mets in the World Series. Well, I mean, first things first, like I said, we got to get ourselves together right now. So <laughs> let's let's get ourselves together. Let's see if we can make some noise. Again, there's too much talent on this team. We got to at least make the playoffs and then see where the chips land from there. Absolutely. And uh, really quick, let me shout out the sponsors. Uh, Petro Home Services, Kmart, the Rosado Firm, Soundview Liquors, well, shout out to shout out to the good folks over at Delancey Street. Get your beard bong, <laughs> get your beard in order uh, with the good people over at Delancey Street as well. And uh, make sure you guys are following us on all our social media: Twitter, Instagram at Real Fan Talk, Facebook.com forward slash Real Fans Real Talk. Uh, subscribe to that YouTube channel: YouTube.com forward slash For the Fans Productions. And again, do not worry if you are not in the New York City area. You can still watch Real Fans Real Talk no matter where you are in the world on Thursdays at 8 o'clock. Just go to the website, realfansrealtalk.com. Click on that red button on the homepage, and you can watch from anywhere in the world. Also, make sure you're subscribed to all of the podcasts, the Sanchez Show podcast, the Real Fans Real Talk podcast, and for all of y'all that like a little talking dirty after dark, sophisticated, uh, excuse me, <laughs> shooting this podcast as well. They're all on all major streaming platforms. So 
Look them up. Do your homework. Do your research. But make sure you are subscribed so that you can stay in the loop with the best sports talk, period, uh, or with the Sanchez showing real fans real talking. Just talking all of that with shooting the shit. You want to yes, finish off with a final thought, Eric? Absolutely, man. Before we wrap up, uh, I got to say to you, my brother, happy birthday. I know it's coming up in a few days. You know, I love you, bro. So Appreciate enjoy that. your day. We're going to link up real soon. And obviously, and also, happy birthday to my youngest daughter, London, whose birthday is the day before yours. You nice. know what I'm saying? So hope you guys have a great week as well and enjoy your birthday, bro. I'm surprised she didn't jump on the camera today for her birthday. Where she at? So get, she, get a happy birthday around. shout out. I know normally she would interrupt at some point during the show. Yes. But I, I think she's still hyped. She was at her grandmother's house earlier. Okay. So I think she's still hyped running around downstairs from, from you know, all the candy and stuff they gave her earlier. Well, listen, give her my love and give her the biggest birthday shout out from Trip Young. I, I will do. And and even though she didn't interrupt, every time she knows we're about to record, she asks if your dog is there. <laughs> <laughs> every time we're about to record, she goes, Anthony, with the dog? That's so. I'm going to bring the dog. I'm bring the dog next time she pop up. No doubt, bro. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, with that being said, for myself, Trip Young, my brother, my co-host, Legend in Two Games, Eric Sanchez, we up out of here. Peace. Motherfucker, this is your African King of Comedy, Michael Blackson. You watching Real Friends Real Talk. Get real with it, my son. Real fans, real talk, we as real as you thought. 